um instead of like using like the word like I have to like either I have to let go or I you know have to clean my house or I have to work out or I have to finish this email or I have to whatever or I have to pay my bills or whatever like instead of using that kind of language I've been trying to say I get to and like I get to let go of this I get to move on from this season of my life I get to clean my house I get to go move my body and work out I get to pay my bills like that's it when you switch it like that like it's you realize the things in your life they really are a blessing because what if you didn't get to do those things hi I'm Kate and I'm Ruby And we are The Duality Project, and you're listening to The Self-Study Podcast, Season 2, Full Circle Moments. Most people are speeding through life, following all the roads and rules that were set by other people. This can look like working a job that isn't fulfilling, finding yourself in a marriage that lacks intimacy, or feeling like your friendships could be deeper. When life feels this way, it's common to ask yourself, what's it all for? We believe that there must be more to life than a series of shitty events with short breaks in between. And chances are you feel the same, but maybe not quite sure how to tap into life more fully. The good news is it really can, it really can be better. And we're here to help you get there. And we know that you also know that it can be better. The My Self Study practice is designed to empower you to step off of the hamster wheel of who you think you should be and into the life that you want to be living. The My Self-Study Practice is a transformational nine-theme field guide to inner homing. The themes are designed to connect you with yourself. We do a deep dive in a small group setting every year, as well as one-on-one coaching. So if these episodes are resonating for you and you're wanting to go deeper, go to the show notes and schedule a discovery call with one of us, or get on the wait list to join us in the next round of the Self-Study Program. We're so glad you're here for Season 2 Full Circle Moments, Episode 5. Today's theme is freedom, and we have special guest Lauren Deleary with us for a great conversation. Yeah, I loved getting to talk to Lauren. She's so cute and so fun, and also also hosts a great, great podcast that we recommend you listen to called Curiosity. Just had a really fun rebrand, and we get we dive into talking about that and why it is the way that it is. But before we get to that fun conversation with Lauren, obviously, we got to do some housekeeping. You can still get a free coaching session with us in exchange for 20 minutes of market research. Go to the link in the show notes, sign up, get a time slot, show up, connect with us. We'd love to talk with you. It's free coaching for you. All that we ask is you answer a few questions that we have about coaching, the self-development field, just a few market research things. So sign up. We'd love to talk. See you soon. And, you know, the holidays are coming up, which means you're already probably thinking about presents <laughs> and not presents the is, yeah, not the first theme, but this is a great way to dive into the first theme. Um, it's the, my self-study practice guided workbook and journal. Um, sometimes Ruby, I feel like we don't talk about this enough, but <laughs> it truly is a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And if you listen to last week's episode, or if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that we spoke to another author named Matthias John, and he's written a book that's also available on Amazon. So, um, how about a double dip on the Amazon book buying and you couple it with the myself study practice guided workbook and journal, um, through these pages and via these exercises and ultimately deep inside of yourself, you will access your truth, your vitality, your life, your brilliance. And that's exactly why we created this book because truly 
truly you matter and showing up fully to this life matters. Here's what Yelena has to say about the myself study practice guided workbook and journal. Yes, just yes. I've never written an Amazon product review. Wow. Until today. So, you know, this has to be special. I got the self-study guide three months ago and it's hard, rewarding work. It's beautiful and simple and clean. It's as deep as you're ready for it to be. There are entries that I know I could have been more engaged in. Luckily, the Myself Study Practice Journal gives us a chance to reflect and try again, asks us to, invites us to. All this to say, you should absolutely give it a try. Love that. Yeah, so sweet. Thanks, Yelena, Thanks, Yelena. for leaving <laughs> a review. You know, if you do buy a, um, you know, uh, if you do buy something from, what am I trying to say? Like an author that you know, um, a small self-published thing. It's the, the reviews are the v- reviews are so, so, so helpful for us getting into the algorithm. So if you do have a copy, um, we would love for you to friendly reminder to definitely do please write a review. Thank you in advance. Um, Ruby, you want to read us? Tell us about Lauren. Tell us who Lauren is and how do we yeah. know? Lauren? Um, today on the podcast, we are talking with Lauren Deleary. Lauren is a versatile creative best known for her podcast, as Kate mentioned, Curio City, where she explores the diverse spectrum of life. From self-development to current trends, she blends the woo-woo with the woo-hoo in genuine, relatable conversations. Lauren also had the honor of being the screenwriter for the award-winning Missing Matawaka Project, which offers an alternative audio track for Pocahontas, revealing her true story. Her creative journey also extends to her role as a radio host in Nashville, as well as having received a Juno improved previous years. No matter how you've come to know her, you can trust that she is exploring the rich tapestry of the human experience. Lauren encourages Lauren encourages us all to stay curious, embrace play, explore, and revel in the beauty of life. Let's get into it with Lauren Deleary. What I love about having you on today, Lauren, is that our, our theme is freedom and just a little bit of like backstory too, like what we do is the my self study practice, which is a nine theme curriculum that we've put together, um, and it goes presence, acceptance, trust, courage, freedom, mm. and then boundaries, rest, compassion, connection, and so being at this place of freedom and um, knowing the little bit that I do about your story and even like what you've shared already about like being in college and then. Um, I know that for you, some of your like identity shifts have been like quite public in a way Mm. and your experience of that and how I really admire and feel inspired by the freedom that you've shown in like embracing yourself along the way. And yeah, we're really excited to talk to you about freedom. Yay. I'm so excited too. I love, I love who doesn't love freedom. Um, I love the word free. Um, when I broke up with my, I think, you know, this is also part of my story. When I broke up with my fiance, right. I got engaged once before. Um, and that was my first public thing, like where I did something in the eyes of other people that would be like off the path. Right. It was just, people didn't know what was happening. I just sent out save the dates to over 250 addresses. It's going to be a huge wedding. Um, everything was paid for. Like it was, I basically had to walk down the aisle anyway. I ended up calling that off. Um, and at the time my passcode, like my password for my phone was like our, um, like our, I guess our going to be wedding date. And as soon as 
I broke it off with him, I was like, there was nothing else that I like nothing else fit except for free. So that's all I could say. Like I'm free, I'm free, I'm free because it wasn't just like from him. Like I was free from like the shackles I had been in of just like saying yes to everything. I was very much like a yes girl in the sense of like what people expected of me. I'm like, Oh, this is the career I'm supposed to go into. Okay. Yes. This, this is what my parents want me to believe. Yes. Okay. This is this, like, even when that, that guy, that man asked me to marry him, I, it was, I didn't want to say yes, but I was like, but the answer is yes. Like that is the correct answer. So like, yes. And so the, the only thing I could think of and that fit for a passcode was 3733, which is free. It's how it's like, you spell free. Um, so yeah, I love free. It's, it's, it's still my passcode if anybody's trying to get into my phone. <laughs> like It's still free. Um, I haven't changed it. And it's, I mean, it's been that since May of 2016. Um, so yeah, freedom means so much to me. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what freedom means to you right now? Um, yeah, freedom to me means, the, the ability to try things on, um, it's something that I, I say a lot, you know, I have my own podcast and that's like what I harp on so much is trying things on and chasing the things that light you up. So, so much in life. And I think in our generation too, like our parents were like, here's your job. Like, here's the one thing you're going to study. You're going to get this job. And then this is going to be your life path. And now we are just realizing more and more how much like things change and we evolve as human beings, not just like emotionally and mentally and spiritually, but just like our passions change and our curiosities change. And I think to me, freedom is calling those shots for myself and following my intuition of like what feels right for me um, and allowing myself to ebb and flow, even though I have the when actually when I was in college, one of the things I went to like counseling for was I felt like I was a walking contradiction, something I used to say about myself all the time, which is kind of like a negative thing to say about yourself. Um, because I just felt like I, I didn't fit into any specific group. I kind of was a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I just wasn't, I felt like I was everything, but actually nothing at the same time. And that was really damaging for obviously your like for self-love and, and my whole like ego, like it, I was not confident in myself at all until I realized I'm not a walking contradiction. I just have all these beautiful pieces that make up me and make up my interests and my passions and my skill sets. And that it's not a bad thing to be a jack of all trades. It's not a bad thing to chase one, down one career and then decide, Hey, okay, I guess I'm done with that. Let's move on to the next. Um, and anyway, so to me, it's just the freedom is just about allowing yourself to follow what lights you up and not apologize for it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it makes me think about, um, just you talking about the career thing, especially, right. Like you said, our parents had a lot more of like, do your job and your career, get your pension. Yeah. Chill when you retire, do things you like in your spare time. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate the freedom that a lot of our generation has embraced all of us here. And when we talk about the career thing, I know that, um, like Kate and I both had small businesses that then we chose to move on from. Mm. And 
Kate, I remember when we were both going through it and it was kind of staggered timing, but just the feelings that came up around, like, does this mean that like we failed, but like, we know that it doesn't mean that, but kind of in like the structure of what career looks like or how you should be as a small business owner is like, just keep doing it. And what we knew is that it was like the time was up for that. It was time to move on and like gaining so much access to freedom through the courage that it takes to say, I'm finished with this for now. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. make it invalid or wrong or not enough. It makes it perfect for the time that it existed and Mm -hmm. gives me space for whatever's next to come. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think even like with sharing, like when I broke up with my then fiance and then you guys like deciding when it was time to leave that behind, I think there's a lot of power and, and freedom in knowing when it's time to let go of something. I feel like we just, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. When I've put in so much time and so much effort and so much money, you know, money and Mm -hmm. other people have put in time and, and resources and energy, money, all those things. It's like, you feel like you owe it to yourself and to other people to like, keep something going, even if it's not right. And I feel like that's what I think that's what ends up burning people out. I feel like burnout is a whole big conversation a lot of us are having now. And I think in a, in big ways, it's just we're holding on to things because it worked once or it worked for us at a time. And I'm just, I, I think we're all learning that we're moving a lot faster these days. Like, and not, I'm not saying that's good or that's bad, but like things get turned over a lot quicker. And it's like mm-hmm. the the faster we can learn that, we to let things go when it's time like the easier we're going to feel that freedom and to be able to chase our curiosities a lot more easily and with a lot more play and I I think think play is a huge part of like what I've added into my life since you know you know since college since deconstructing my faith play has been like a huge major factor for me um and so yeah I think let in letting go that's sometimes where we find the most freedom yeah, being able to like zoom out and frame it in that way feels so exciting. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. like an innate excitement that I feel that sometimes when I'm in the moment of like, oh no, is this, I feel like this maybe isn't the right thing and I've got to like let it go. That feels so like constricted and narrow and like um, hyper fixated and focused. And so yeah. to reframe to zoom out like that and see it in such a, a framework of possibility feels like a fresh excitement. Yeah. Something I'm trying to do and it's not easy, but um, instead of like using like the word, like I have to, like either I have to let go or I, you know, have to clean my house or I have to work out or I have to finish this email or I have to whatever, or I have to pay my bills or whatever. Like instead of using that kind of language, I've been trying to say, I get to, and like, I get to let go of this. I get to move on from this season of my life. I get to clean my house. I get to go move my body and work out. I get to pay my bills. Like that's it. When you switch it like that, like it's, you realize the things in your life, they really are a blessing because what if you didn't get to do those things? Like, what if you just literally could not somehow it was not you, was either illegal or you just didn't have the resources or whatever it is. Like, I think when we switch the framework to 
I get to let this go and I get to dream again and I get to come up with something greater. I think that inspires a lot more of that excitement, like you were saying. We just had that same, like this very same conversation on our very last podcast episode. Um, and even like something that I'm working on doing is like in the morning, especially when I'm tired, you know, like tired and I know I have like a big long day in front of me. And also like part of what my work is, 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 um, when I'm in the gym, I, I do personal training work. And, um, so I, get people in all day long. And sometimes the best hour of their day is like when they're with me and they come in and they're like, they have to like unload from work or they're angry at their boss. And they're having to like get that out energetically so that then they can go back to work and like have a constructive conversation and like get shit done. And so like, what a fucking gift that a, I get to love my job and be like the best part of people. I get to be the best part of people's day. And like most people don't get to say that about their work. And so it's like, it's so lovely to be able to get up in the morning and be like, you know, and my go-to thing is to be like, Ugh, I'm going to have a long day and I'm going to be really tired when I get home. And it's like, wow, it is true that I'm going to be really, really tired when I get home and I want to go to work. I cannot wait to get up and go to work. Like what a gift that I get to go up and get up and like do this job. And that really is like such a shift. I want to do this. I get to do this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to do this, you know, like all of that. Right. Right. I love that. Okay. Bringing this up is making me realize that I got way too excited about our interview information or like my interview questions and getting into talking to you. And we just like rolled right into it. And I forgot that we always <laughs> like to start our episodes with gratitude. And, okay. um, this reframe is really connecting me to a sense of gratitude. And so can we, can we switch into that? Can we do that now in the middle? Can we just have the freedom to change the agenda? <laughs> yeah. Let's change it. Switch it up. So yeah. What are you feeling grateful for today, Lauren? Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful that my dog's okay. Um, that's like just the top of my mind. Um, I I'm grateful for the vets. I'm grateful for the people who take care of her, took care of her so quickly and got to her so quickly. And, um, yeah, I, I I'm grateful. I'm so grateful actually to be talking to you guys today. And I actually had my first, um, my first, video interview for this new season of my podcast, which is now called Curio City. Um, I have that today, this afternoon. And I'm like, this is what I do pretty much full time at this point is like podcast things. Um, and I am so grateful for that. Like it's my dream come true to just like chill in my house and have conversations with people <laughs> is literally my dream come true. <laughs> like I don't have to leave. I'm ecstatic. So um, that I'm, I'm so grateful to just be chatting with you guys today. I think that's also a huge point. Yeah. Kate, what about you? Um, Lauren, I'm grateful that you're here with us. So it goes both ways. Um, I am feeling really grateful for my home space. I also <laughs> will echo that I love to be at home. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that right now in my life, I have a home space that feels 
like home. Like Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time over the past, like, you know, I don't know, many years thinking like, what is home and what does that mean? And, and like, what does it feel like? And how do you know, how do you know? And, um, and I think, well, to your point about like, when, when Ruby and I both sold our businesses, there was this thing where what I was afraid people were going to say was like, oh, that was just a phase. And like, Mm. what I, a, I was afraid people were going to say it because people did in fact say it. And then I was like, here's what I'm doing next. And they'd be like, oh, like, is that just going to be temporary? And I, and like, yeah. And I said, I remember saying to somebody, I was like, you know, um, so far everything has been temporary Mm -hmm. up until now, everything has been temporary. And so I imagine the next thing will likely be temporary (laughs) as well. And so like, I feel like, um, almost like I've been in search of a sense of like, what does it feel like to be home? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm at home right now. And so that feels really nice. And so it feels like, um, an invitation to like do freedom on behalf of like trust, right? Mm. Like I trust that. Yeah. I trust that this phase of my life that I'm in right now is going to be a phase. And, and I'm so grateful to know that it's going to be a phase that I can look back on and feel gratitude, gratitude and love towards this particular phase. I love that. That's so good because we tell ourselves all the time, like we are going to try, like for me saying, I try things on all the time, but it's like, I, as much as I say that I don't walk into new seasons with the mindset of, Hey, this is temporary. Mm -hmm. Likely I'm going to have a new passion or likely something else Mm -hmm. is going to like, as much as I say, try things on, that's more so about the, like, yeah, get excited about whatever you want but I still get married to those things. Like I still want to put my identity so hard with them as much as I like say, I don't, I do. And that's like, I I just love that. I think that's, that's really important. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Totally. What are you getting for Ruby? Well, before I share the gratitude, just you talking about the phases, you know, I think it's such an important reminder to drive home is like every piece of our life is a phase. And I remember, um, I, I went through a really big breakup. I'd been with this person for 10 years. We'd lived together for five. And that is, that was like the, that was like the pivotal moment for me that then like, um, started the snowball of then like, okay, well then I'm ready to sell my business and like kind of everything needs to be overturned. And I remember being on a walk and calling Kate and I, I can't remember if it was like, I was about to get the butterfly tattoo on my thigh and I was like, I, Barry has pressured my, our friend Barry has pressured me to start my hinge and I have like five dates this week. And am I in like a phase? And Kate was like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah, Ruby, this is the next phase. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember also, it was so easy for me to be like really supportive of you, of you because it's like yours phases yes (laughs) and you know it's like when it's someone else that you love it's so easy to be like like I knew it I was like yeah Ruby this is the next phase and it's like yeah and it makes sense and and it's so easy to uh like say those like loving loving things like it's okay to be in a phase to someone that you love and it's it is harder to do that 
like back to yourself. Like when you're like, Oh, I've just picked up this new thing and I want to do it and I want to try it on. But for you to feel like really grounded in like, this is a phase and that's okay. So then when somebody says to me like, wow, that was a phase, you can be like, yeah, it sure was. It sure was. was. And yeah, Ruby went on a lot of dates, like really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that phase for you. I mean, it was literally, it was literally like, I got this butterfly tattoo and then I was just behaving as a butterfly. Like I literally went on five or six different dates with different people. And the last one was my husband and it was all Ah. in like a 10 day span. So it was like really hyper. Yep. uh, What's the, I don't It was like like, warp speed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I call, I call the, that I had this similar experience where it was like warp speed. I call it boot camp week because there was a week where I felt I broke up with my, I realized that I needed to break up with my fiance. And I also fell in love with my drummer who ended up being my husband (laughs) all in one week. (laughs) Like I lost the diamond in my ring, had a fight with my now ex came to the terms that I was like, we need to not get married. And like, I have to break up this entire wait. I need to come back to the diamond in the ring really quickly. Did that happen before you ended the wedding or the wedding? So it fell out because I was a touring musician and somehow it fell out. I uh, One of the rings, it had like a couple in them and one fell out. And as much as I was like, it, this is not a sign. This is not a sign. Like this, it's fine. It it was a sign. And it got me thinking about things because he reacted really badly to it. He was like really mm. upset. He didn't get the insurance. It just like was one of those. This isn't my fault. Like it was like one of those situ- like conversations that kind of led to a lot of other conversations. I'm such um, a huge yes. fan of the universe. Yeah, I know, right? Like what a cutie. Signs. Yeah. What a cutie. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, I don't remember what I was saying, but oh, the warp speed, the the boot camp. Yeah. So that the fell out, broke up with him, fell in love with my drummer. I'm like, how how did my life literally change in that drastically in one week? Like, was I there? Like what I was like in a different universe. Like something happened at that time that I I was there for, but like the universe was definitely at play because I could not have timed that out any more perfectly than it did. Yeah. It's a wild, surreal experience. And I'll wrap this into my gratitude. Like I feel so grateful for this work that we do. Like, yes, mine and Kate's professional work that it gets to be anchored though in the like self-work. And I feel so grateful for self-inquiry and self-study that allows me to be present in those moments because there was part of me like the cognitive dissonance during that six weeks overall from like my breakup to realizing that my husband was going to be my husband even though we'd only been on like three dates Mm -hmm. that was so hard for my logical brain to like wrap any sense around And it's like the self-work that I've been so committed to that allowed me to like stay present and receptive to it because Mm -hmm. I can't imagine an alternate timeline where I like get too freaked out because it logically doesn't make sense and like push it away. And so I feel really grateful for that process of like learning to receive and still continuing to learn to receive like what it looks like to step into the next thing fully, what it looks like to express my creativity and also just 
having you on the podcast, Lauren, right now and like our discussion so far, I feel so grateful for all the past versions of myself mm. and how sincere she has been all along. Yeah. And how that continues to like evolve into what the next phase needs to be. Right. Oh, I love that. What is the word that you use for yourself? You are so sincere, sincere. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that word. Um, especially when talking about like past selves, because that's, I feel that too. Like I may not agree with a lot of like what I believed in my head maybe, but I, I was very sincere through all the different phases of myself and evolutions of myself. Like I'm, I really did try to do the best thing for me, for other people, whether I was, you know, religious, not religious, whatever the seasons I was in, I, I really had a good heart and I was very impassioned and, um, I followed through with, I I didn't let myself down. You know, I, I wasn't scared to be whatever version of myself I was. I've always been very sincere. And I, I saw that for you too, Ruby, like you were very, a very sincere person. Um, which is why I love that you use that word because I, I mean, I don't know, obviously your faces as well as you are going to know your faces, but even from what I perceived, yeah, you just always seem to like, you meant it. Like you meant what you said, you meant like the, the routines you would have for yourself or the friends you surrounded yourself with. It was on purpose. And I think that's, that's something that I admire no matter what season of life somebody's in, if they're doing things seemingly intentionally on purpose and with a good heart, like I, I, you know, you can't find wrong in that. You're just like, you're just doing your best and you mean it. And I love that. So sincere is such a good word for you, I think. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Something that we like to say in our work is that, um, the myself study practice is intended to help us and equip us all to live more on purpose and enjoy, which I think is such an important element to add. And like you talked about play, but for me, it's like easy for me to be on purpose Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. kind of serious about things. And then it has been (laughs) similar to how you talked about like an evolution of infusing more play and fun into life. That has been like a big piece of my work is like, okay, the on purpose is going to happen. I don't have to try so hard at that. I'm good at that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How can we bring more enjoyment and like step into joy, no matter what it is that I am choosing to do on purpose. So yeah, I love that you said on purpose, because it really is. It feels like being on top of where you're supposed to be. Yes. I love that. It's, it is so important. I don't know why it is I mean something to do with religion I'm sure but like it's taken a lot of work for me to like play like to like let loose like figure out what that means to me and it doesn't look the same way as it looks to a lot of other people still even to this day so it's like been finding out what truly brings me joy and that's why I say like chase and follow your curiosities because to me curiosity is like huge I I love curiosity it's one of my favorite words I love what it means and chasing what another way to say it is chasing what lights you up and like just makes you smile just makes you enjoy whether it's like you know dancing or whether it's like going out with friends or whether it's painting like you know whatever it's like just finding those pockets of of joy and like if you're not enjoying like the ride like 
I learned this when I was in music. Like once I was done with music, I was like, there was so much of it that I was like grinning and burying my teeth through the process. And so by the end of like, by the time I got to the end result, it was like, I was worn out. I was like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care for anybody to hear this because I'm just so tired. I'm so exhausted. This has taken everything from me at this point. I'm like, just get it out there. I don't care. And that's like, I've learned from then to implement the joys into whatever it is I'm doing. If I'm not enjoying it, then the end results probably isn't going to make me happy either. As much as we tell ourselves, oh, I just got to like work really hard when I'm done. And I finally have this final product or this end result, like I'll be good. But that's just, it's rarely the case if you don't actually enjoy the process. Yeah. It's hard to like, look at something and be like, and not have all of the memories of how that felt. Like I'm feeling like when I sold the business, I was so tired and pissed. And I was like, I can't do one more day of this. Mm -hmm. And so by the time it was, and I, I think about that a lot, like, um, I didn't really get to have like the closure that I want, wanted to have. Like, I didn't really feel like I got to tell like my side of that story of the business ending or like, Mm. I didn't really feel like it got to be like celebrated or Mm -hmm. grieved even because, um, did you have a partner involved? Was there other people involved? Okay. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, and yeah. So I felt like very alone in like, like, and you know, like I had Ruby obviously, but it wasn't our, it wasn't this, our business together. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, Ruby, you were having like all of your own feelings about your business. Mm-hmm. And then, so, but in mine, you know, I felt, um, just like alone and in, in that. And so it's taken a long time for me to be able to not just remember that part of it. To like, also be like, wow, that was a six months period where it felt like garbage, Mm. but for six and a half years, it felt like magic. And Mm. so like, I'm getting to have little, like, like the other day, a gal was in town who came to the gym for like a long time and we got to spend 45 minutes together. And it felt like such magic to get to Mm. see her and to realize like the relationship that we have and the relationship that she has now, like the relationships that she has now in her life, like through the business and all of that is like so magic. And it feels like, um, I don't know. Yeah. That cutie little universe is like, she's ready to remember the magic. And so that's been feeling, you know, that feels, um, you know, lovely. Yeah. I love that. I love magic. (laughs) And that's so much of like, yeah, like the playing with life or like the following of your curiosity. I feel like those are the, those are the pieces that connect us with magic, you know, like mm-hmm. giving ourselves the space and freedom to access flow and to be really present then has like, there's always something special that comes of that. If we're paying enough attention. Right. Yeah. So Lauren, tell us about a recent experience that has given you access to freedom in a new way. Well, I re- rebranded my podcast and that's been a huge thing. Um, it was, called, it was called deconstruct, which it was for many years. Um, and I, 
I relaunched it as Curio City and the like just the branding is just so much more me. It's like colorful and fun and like me saying Curio City, it's like obviously it's play on words with curiosity. <laughs> um and before my podcast called Deconstruct, it's been through many evolutions of itself, but um, the reason why we chose that name when we did is because we were at the time deconstructing our religious faith. And so we had basically every conversation was surrounded or surrounding that idea, that topic. And it followed that topic for longer than it should have, because we were done deconstructing at a certain point. We were done. We were done talking about it really. Like it just wasn't even our passion anymore because we had asked the hard questions. We had you know, moved through the different like waves of our spirituality. And we still do, of course, it's like, you're never done, but to a point with the religion I was raised with, I was done kind of navigating it. And so it felt like deconstruct as the like name the brand, the whole concept, it was feeling, it was weighing down on me. Um, and it, and it felt like I, and my community, whether it's like on my Instagram, my socials, or like, you know, the pod, it felt like we were all ready to move on, but it was our name. <laughs> and I was like, how do I move on from this season of my life? Whenever it's like, that's the name of the podcast. Like that's what everybody knows it as. And it's the whole thing of like, not wanting to let go. And I, I knew I was supposed to let go of the name deconstruct and like that whole season. I knew that in summer of 2021, um, but I love podcasting so much and I love having these conversations that I was like, but I don't want to let podcasting go. And so it's been a long time coming really for there to be a whole new rebrand and a relaunch and a focus and all the things, but I do believe it happened in the, the timing it was supposed to happen. You know, I just turned 30. I had a whole party and weekend that was called 30 going on 13, all about embracing my like 13 year old self and like all these different things that was like so fun for me. Um, and a lot of the, the things that we focus on now in the podcast is about like the wide spectrum of the human experience and like staying curious and like making that the, the thing that like truly reigns supreme in our conversations and in the guest interviews and whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like that has been, I guess the biggest thing recently. Um, and it's been just like, so inspiring we say i and it's really me and my brand at this point and so it says um like we mix we blend woo woo with woo hoo <laughs> so we go woo woo we go spiritual we go even science nerd like wellness like we go that route but we also have like woo hoo conversations like we'll make a drink and then i'll talk with my best friend like we'll talk shit sometimes pop culture like we kind of just are our full selves instead of just focusing on one topic, like deconstruct or something so serious, it's just about actually following conversations and talking to people and meeting them where they are. And hopefully that's interesting to people who are listening too. Did you start to feel like, like with deconstruct it, it's making me think of what Ruby said about like the on purpose, like comes so easily, but then the like, but also enjoy part is the part that mm. like, we've all had to be like doing also on purpose. So like taking joy seriously <laughs> <Yes>. is also <laughs> like pretty cute that we're all doing that. But like, did you start to feel like people 
did, were you kind of becoming the expert for people on what does it mean to deconstruct anything because of the name of the podcast? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I was like, became like the person, but I felt like, uh, like the conversations in my like community, especially on the podcast socials, like they just kept talking about, like, it, it, I guess I felt like the conversations with those people, they weren't growing with the people. It was just like random new people would find the podcast and be like, oh my gosh, I'm deconstructing my faith. And like, to me, I am grateful for new people who find the podcast and for people who are like wanting to, or in that seat of their life. But personally, I like to Mm -hmm. grow with people. Like I like to be evolving in seasons and like kind of take everybody with me. Like I'm grateful for the newbies, but I want, I want my OGs. Like I want to keep growing and like exploring things. That's, that's what curiosity is. It's like, it's not staying in one place. It's like, what am I curious about now? Um, and so I don't know if people kind of thought of me as like the deconstruct girl. Maybe they did. I don't know. Um, but that also has kind of a masculine, um, like undertone to it, if you will. Um, it's kind of like excavating, it's like breaking things down and there is a season for that. But as I was adding more play into my actual life, I'm like, I'm definitely not breaking things down. Like I'm adding things to my life. Like things are fun and cute and light and airy and messy and whatever. And it just felt like a huge part of me and my evolution. Like it was not being, it it just didn't feel like it was involved in the podcast, which the podcast meant so much to me. It just didn't, it just wasn't like, like it wasn't in alignment truly. And so Mm -hmm. with this new whole new rebrand, it's just feels, it just feels like all of me gets to show up because I get to have really serious conversations. And then I get to like, wash my hands of that serious moment and go get a margarita. And we're just like, laugh our asses off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's the play. It's like, not just play as in the fun, but it's play as in we get to play with all the sides. Like we get to play with the serious stuff. We get to play with the fun stuff. We get to like, all of it is just like dipping our hands and like all the elements of the human experience instead of just focusing on like one aspect. What I love about what you're saying, because it feels like how Kate and I feel about our work. And as a preface, we are currently working with a business coach specifically for marketing Uh And what we have the most challenging time with is the concept of niching. And what I will say is like your little tagline is so cute. And like you clearly have like the new Curiosity stuff is like so branded. And um, yeah, we were just chatting before you joined and I was like, it feels so fun. And it feels like Lauren's getting to like play and have fun with where Mm -hmm. it's going. And I, what I love about it is like what you're speaking to is the full range of human experience, which is like Kate and I talk so much. We're like the whole business, like niching thing is like so boring because it's like, (laughs) it's so boring. And then it's like asking people to compartmentalize their lives in a way where like, I only get this information from this person and I only get this information from that person. And this, this, this versus right. like encouraging an integrated experience. Right. And yeah, I just, I love that. And how that you made the courageous choice to shift gears in a way that 
leaves room for you to show up fully, but also invites other people to show up fully. And especially with your little tagline, like you've turned that into a niche, which is so (laughs) awesome because it's so much broader than, um, what we're, what entrepreneurs or creatives are told to do with our work. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fascinating. Oh, niching down. It's been like the crux. Like I, I can't, I can't stand the niche down conversation. That's same girl. Like the whole, it's like, why? I just, it makes me I, furious. It makes me so upset, like so upset because I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. The whole point of like, gr- like me evolving and growing up and learning to love myself is learning to love is all to the things about myself. Do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is backwards. I don't understand. So yeah. I'm like, how do I, and it, and it, honestly, I will say it did come naturally. It didn't, I didn't force it. Like I just ended up like, posting on a video one time about woo 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 hoo and like I got a lot of good response and I was like that really is me and it just like it kind of snowballed into being like oh yeah that's that's who I am but like you mentioned it it is kind of a niche but the niche is that it there's no niche (laughs) like the niche is we talk about everything and like how do you find that like how do you get to that point I think it does just like have to come naturally and I'm sure like your business coach is like helping you through that and I will say just on this topic that the thing that now I feel like is my niche or even the, the like the podcast niche, I guess, if you will, my brand's niche is like before when I wasn't hyper-focusing and I wasn't making my podcast, like my sole um, business, essentially I was kind of, I had my hands in so many things for a while. You guys, like I was doing photography, I was writing, I was like, doing things to like make ends meet. We all do that. But I was making each of those things like my identities too. And it was like, I think I was too scattered when it came to the energy I was putting in. Cause already as like, same as you guys, like I, I love the human experience and already that's like that niche is not, it's not niche down. Like that's huge. That's so broad on. So on top of that, I was like, I'm doing all the things I'm literally a professional writer. I'm a professional photographer. I'm a professional radio host. I'm like, you know what I mean? I was like doing all these things, but now, now that I am focusing so hard and and I'm obsessed with, I'm so glad I finally, like, I love that I turned 30. Everything just became clear. I feel like as soon as I turned 30, um, I was like, Oh my God, podcast. I'm a podcast. This is what I do. I, this is my whole thing. I'm going to like, it's like whatever shit sandwich you're willing to eat. Right. It's like, I, I will get up and I will uh, have multiple interviews in one day. I will do the emails. I'll book these things. I'll like find partners to like collaborate with. Like, that's what I want to do this now focusing on the podcast in a way. Now I am niche down in a career path that finally feels, even though the branding isn't as niche as some people, I guess, you know, have been, I feel like now because I'm focused career wise, I'm allowing, I can allow myself to be a lot more like broad. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And also I just want to reflect too, that like what I, what I perceive is that like you letting yourself come through is the niche. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because ultimately I would say that like what would feel more supportive for people is a greater acceptance of the full human experience, like letting ourselves um, take up more space in our ventures and businesses and who we are 
adds the value and like mm-hmm. is what's going to draw people in. And isn't that the point of a niche anyway, just that yes. you're like drawing the right people in. Yes. And just being so unapologetically like authentic to you. Yeah. I think you're, you think you're so right because as many people as there are on this planet, like your energy, your aura, your like your tone, the way you joke, the way you have like conversations with people, the vernacular vernacular you use, like it's all going to be your like your thumbprint. Like it's going to be your fingerprint of whatever it is you're doing. So I think the more authentically we can show up to whatever it is that we're doing, the more it is niched out because we're not trying to be anything else but ourselves. And just as human beings, I guess we have niches just because we're like, we're all different. Like we all have our own little souls, own little like fingerprints. So because of that, like the more honest we can be with ourselves, the, the easier I feel like a niche is like built without trying, but also like fuck niches. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's also like, like when I think about like your progression of things, it's like going from having a, like deconstructing, right? Like for the sake of what? Like Mm. what I feel Mm. like a lot of the deconstructing that we all go through is so that we can figure out who we are so that we can figure out who we are amongst all of these other things. And so it's like, um, there's an, there's an ease when it comes to like putting things in boxes. Like it Mm -hmm. seems like that's the easy thing to do. Um, and it seems like it feels like it's the easy thing to like get in a box But then all of a sudden it's almost like once you're in there and you're like, okay, cool. Then it's like the walls kind of like start to move in. And then you're like, oh my God, like, no, get me out of here. And then you deconstruct the box that you created for yourself. And then there's the phase of like, oh my God, now that I'm out here though, this is absolutely terrifying. The world is my oyster. It could be anything like somebody in right after I sold my business, somebody was like, well, you know, like must be nice. And I was like, let me tell you, it's actually not. I'm absolutely terrified of what has happened now because I used to think I know what I was doing. And now it is so clear that I have no idea. And so Mm -hmm. then to like, kind of like flow into your own space of like, okay, if I'm not doing (laughs) these boxes, I've deconstructed these boxes for the sake of becoming who I am. Mm-hmm. And who is that? Right. And then yeah. here she comes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's been, it's been a fun evolution. I will say my ego was involved like with deconstruct because like we were the only ones, like we were the deconstruct podcast, right? Like as a brand, if you will, like, I was like, I, I don't want to let that go. It was again, not wanting to let it go. I was like, people know us by this. Like we're the only ones like, that's a pretty cool podcast name. Like we started earlier on when podcasting wasn't like as huge as it is now. Like, do I really want to let that go? You know? And and no, in a way I didn't, but I was so done with like that season of my life that it just became so evident that like I needed to. Um, But, but like, I don't know, just the letting go of like that branding, but it's, so clear that so like with all the responses I've been getting with the relaunch, like as much as I was tied to the brand of deconstruct, because I was the only one who had it. Like my ego is like, so obsessed with being the only one who had that kind of name or whatever that I'm shocked that people are like so much more aligned with 
the rebrand of Curio City. And even though there's like other things that I think that are Curio City, they're like realtors or something like that. <laughs> I don't even know. There's like other people who also like use that term. I, and I'm not the only one in a way the branding and then like the niche back to the niche thing. Like I feel like it, it was like seamless. Like I thought it was, I thought I was going to be so broken because I didn't have the deconstruct thing anymore. But as soon as I let that go, it's like that freedom, that play, everything came in and it was just like, Oh wow. I was carrying that around for years at this point where I could have let it go. Like I, I could have been playing so much faster, but like I said, I was all meant to happen when it did. You've talked a little bit about this, but, and maybe in a smaller way, you can decide how to interpret, but what do you do or how do you access freedom when things start to feel off or start to feel small or start to feel restrictive? Hmm. So usually when things start feeling restrictive, it's because I'm doing that to myself. Um, surprisingly enough, like, cause if anyone else makes me feel like stuck, like I'm like a bulldozer, I'd be like, get out of my way. Like I, I don't, I don't get stuck by other people. That's just not who I am. So usually when I am feeling those like restrictive feelings, it's because I'm, I'm usually looking at somebody else and the way they're doing things. Um, I will say I'm, I'm very inspired by the world. I'm very inspired by people. I I take a lot of inspiration from other people in, in different careers. And I like, kind of like take what I, you know, am inspired by. And I like put it all into this pot of being like, okay, now I've created my own version of these things. That's what we all do. Like, that's what being creative really is. But whenever I get into this feeling of being like, not trusting myself, I, I, I will like, you know, right now I'm like working on merch. Right. And I was like looking at different people's merch, like what's working, what's not working. And I found this, like this company, I was like, I really like the way they do this. And so I ended up like trying to copy like what they did. Like I was like, yeah, of course my own version, but I was like, okay, I naturally wanted to put these two colors together, but I was like, but they're not doing that. So I shouldn't do that because they're successful. So clearly I need to follow what they're doing. Not what's like not what I feel like is cool because I probably don't know, you know, that distrust in myself. And so all that being said, when I feel like I get like restricted, it's because of me and it's because I'm not trusting myself and I'm, I don't, I'm not respecting my opinion enough. I'm looking outside of myself and the ways that I find and and I get out of that stuck feeling, get out of that restrictive season. Really? I, it's just a matter of recognizing first that that's what's happening and that's what's going on with me. Usually I feel burnt out. Usually I feel like I, like nothing is like really landing right. And it's because it's not, it's because I'm trying to copy somebody else. It's because I'm not putting the trust in myself. So what I do and what I try to do is recognize that and then, and play into it. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my first gut reactions for dumb things, right? Like whether it's what I want to eat for the day or whether it's like what I want to wear for the day or whatever it is, I, I do this little game with myself. It's like this little challenge of just being like, what's your first thought? Like, what's your first gut reaction and trying to trust myself in those little ways being like, yeah, maybe like having the same meal for meals in a row, isn't exactly like (laughs) great for us all the time, but like, that's what I want. So I'm going to go with it. Or like, 
that color does not go with that color, but I, that honestly they're calling to me right now. So I'm just going to put them together. Like first gut reaction, trust. And that may sound like silly, but getting myself back in my body in that way and like trusting my gut and trusting my intuition, like that's always going to give me the extra push into realizing that I know what I'm doing. Like if I just follow my, if I follow if I follow my passions, it's going to lead me in the right direction. And so it's just about retraining myself to, to trust those thoughts and those initial reactions. I love that as a practice. It's that it's, it, it's weird. Like, why do I, why do I have to train myself to listen to myself? Like, why do we have to do that? But it, I feel like so many of us have because to of that. the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. of the systems and yeah, because of the things we've had to deconstruct, right? Like, And I think it's such a fun game to play because it's like unrelated or seemingly unrelated to maybe the area that's feeling more restrictive for you, but it gives you room to play, right? Because I know for me, sometimes when I get hyper fixated or like taking something too serious, then I kind of like fold in on myself in that one area. And so being Mm -hmm. able to like, especially take it to like your baseline daily necessities, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, we got to eat. We got to have some liquids. Mm -hmm. Most days we got to put on clothes. Mm -hmm. It feels good to move our bodies. I got to move my body. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, We got to move our bodies. So then to have like that practice in the day to day of like, okay, well, what do I want? And it's so interesting because I feel like we, um, in our society, we kind of like romanticize becoming an adult in order to do whatever you want. And then you become an adult and all of a sudden you feel like, what do I even want? How do I even do what I want? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like let's just take morning routines for an example, right? Like everyone and their mother has like the ideal morning routine. And it's like the lemon water. It's the, it's, I don't, there's whole routines, you know, it's like going outside, going, getting the walk in. Like, I understand the benefits of those things. Right. But, and I, I can be very, I'm a Virgo and I'm a Capricorn moon. So I can be very like idealistic. So somebody, I, I research this thing and I find that this is the optimal way to act, behave, integrate, you know, whatever it is. So, and then I'll just I'm, I just get become so routine and I'm like, okay, this is, these are the rules. This is my morning. This is how it needs to go. And whenever I get that stuck feeling, right. I'm like, okay, what if crazy, what if I wake up and I want a warm cup of tea before my lemon water today? Like what happens? <laughs> <laughs> what happens if I do that? Or what if I, you know, like, what if I change it up? What if instead of going on my walk, I end up just staying inside and reading a book first thing in the morning, instead of getting that sunlight in my eyes, like right away, like what, what really is going to happen? Honestly, probably good things. Because again, that's when I'm like (laughs) listening to my body. I'm like, not just following the rules. And like, to your point, we do romanticize doing what we want. Like, I can't wait to be an adult, like do what I want. And then we get here and we're like, can someone please tell me what to do, how to behave, what to look like, like all these different <laughs> things. Like, what is the point we need to relearn and retrain ourselves to like, just listen to ourselves and like, have a little fun with it. Have the dessert before the dinner. That's what we all wanted. Like, why don't we do that more often? <laughs> totally. Kate, what's something that feels like a new 
fresh access to freedom for you or something that like, like what Lauren's talking about that you've done recently? Do you have anything? Yeah, I have a new little jingle for myself. Um, so I feel like, um, something that I've deconstructed over the years is that I have, um, a mother who feels very much like there's a right and there's a wrong way to do it. And the right way has never been the way that I like to do it. And so therefore the story for me was like that I am wrong. And Mm -hmm. so I have like, I have, I have like a voice inside my head. That's like, this is the right way to do a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have this, the part of me that feels like that teenager part. That's like, I don't have to do it. I do not have to do that at all. And so I have recently gotten really tired of their like back and forth all the time. And like they're arguing and how shitty that feels to me because like the, the, the part that comes in and says like, um, this is the right way to do it Mm. is mean to me, like really mean to me, but Mm. also so is the part of me that like drives my heels in and is like, I don't have to do it at all. Cause mm. she just th- doing that just makes it so future Kate is like really tired. So I have this mm-hmm. little jingle right now for myself that goes, do it and be done with it. And so now Hello. like, for instance, <laughs> if it's like the dishes or something, um, there's not an, a right way or a wrong way to load the dishwasher. According to Martha Stewart, there is. And in fact, I recently found a whole book at my mom's house that was called, um, like Martha Stewart's essential guide for like housekeeping, keeping a home. And it's like (laughs) stuff like how to keep your linens fresh, how to load the dishwasher. I know the book. Yeah. Blessings. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, there's a bunch of great stuff, helpful stuff in there, but the deal is, is like, if it doesn't work for me, then it doesn't work. Then it's not the right way to do it. Yeah. And though you got, I got to wash the dishes. Right. So do it and be done with it is my little like jingle that has helped me. Like it feels like an act of self-care to just do it and be done with it and to not have it be the pressure of doing it the right way. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I mean, that I love that. I love do it and be done with it. Like I'm going to be hearing that jingle in my head. I'm I'm good. I'm so glad. (laughs) I hope that the jingle becomes a thing that people use because I've mentioned (laughs) a lot of people recently and I'm like do it and be done with it and it really does help because yeah because like as I as I wash the one spoon you know it's like one spoon and then I go to put it in the sink and then there's an this argument inside of my brain that's like and then I'm like whoa girl whoa stop do it and be done with it and then oh my god it's so mm -hmm. funny because don't we like this makes me laugh because we're all so alike. Like the things that we like think the things we struggle with on a daily, like are the dishwasher, like things like that, like where we're having to like work through shit, like the laundry, the laundry. Like we, we have actual battles, like full on Mm -hmm. battles with ourselves, Mm -hmm. with the other people often like about these things. And like, we think about it so much, like, you know, the joke, the meme about like, I think like there's a the girl with the hair wash is like, well, I got to wash my hair, but if I wash my hair, I can't mm-hmm. wear this tomorrow. And if I, it's like the mm-hmm. stupid things that we let just consume our brain. And no wonder is, we're all burned out. Literally. Yeah. It's, and I think um, and that's where like 
do it and be done with it. It's just like so helpful. And if there's anyone who loads the dishwasher wrong, it's me. So, um, Literally, me too. I, and it's my Adam dishes and my it. dishwasher that nobody else is having to touch. <laughs> so funny oh dishwasher gosh. story. Um, it was probably like, I don't know, our second date and Jake and I had just had coffee and he was, I was living in a tiny house. So, you know, you could see what the other person was doing from any angle. Yeah. And I went to put the cups in there and he came over and moved them and was basically like you have to put the cups in the back of the dishwasher first because then you can fit the most things and I was like excuse me you are a guest in my home and I have four cups okay four plates four spoons they're all gonna fit in here I'm gonna use them till they're all in here and I'm gonna figure it out and I need you to not tell me to how to do my dishwasher well we're married now and he is the exclusive dishwasher of the family <laughs> I love that you're like it's just your job sink. <laughs> yeah if you have a if you have a problem with it you can do it all yourself yeah I, yes I, that I part that, I am and that, honestly I'm, oh go I'm ahead that person no like I I Adam says that like I'm accidentally chaotic because I'm not I'm kind of, I'm a chill person like I'm pretty like I could just sit in one spot all day and like be happy, but like I'm accidentally chaotic. Whereas I will load the dishwasher like a monkey. I open chip bags upside down. Like the way I open boxes looks like a squirrel got into it. Like I'm like things like if, if something's like off balance, like a painting or something, I will never notice. Like, I'm just like, I, I focus on like the things I need and like everything else is just apparently chaotic. I, I, I don't have a rhyme or reason for those types of things. But do I have a morning routine? Yes. But do I notice that the clock is the wrong time? No. Like there's just like certain things that with Adam, like he, he's like, he will always notice the other things. Like there is a right and a wrong way. Luckily he doesn't tell me, he just goes in and fixes things. He does. He doesn't care. He laughs and then he fixes it himself. I'm like, if you have a problem, you can do it all yourself. If you, if you complain to me, I will literally just leave everything in the sink. Like no problem. Well, it's well also like, and I do. Is it I, chaotic for you? Is the no. chip bag thing chaotic for you? Like, yeah, no, no, I don't know. I literally don't notice it. Like, I, I, other people notice, and they're like, "Your chip bag's upside down." I'm like, oh, I would. I'm like just eating chips. Like, I, I would never have thought. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same. Like, you open it. Literally, mm-hmm. is the same thing. The chips um, are the same. It's literally. And <laughs> honestly, if you eat them upside down, there's more flavor of the chips in the bottom because all those seasoning is all <laughs> into the bottom. <laughs> It's so true. See, see, I'm actually doing things right. Like, You're doing it right. That's funny. My thing is, is sometimes the bag will just be like, when I open it, like torn all the way down, all the way down. side. And then he's like, how do we put it? You know, like you can't you keep put it fresh it in, that way. And I'm like, I don't know. Upside figure down. it out. Yeah. Or you put it in like sideways <laughs> and then you just like roll it long ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do want to clarify that there's no animosity in our home around the dishwasher. It is very clear and easy, clear. and I appreciate that yeah. part about relate like being in committed partnerships and relationships yeah. that are mutual. Yeah. Is that there is like an endearment? Like I hear you speaking about that with you and Adam too. Like there's an endearment quality yeah. to like this person doesn't even know that this is the way that they are, and I yeah. love this about them, even though they're oh, so yeah. different than me. And oh, he's um, yeah, he's obsessed. He thinks it's like. He just could never like 
his brain would never let him. And so he just thinks it's amazing that I can open the blinds and they can be like half crooked. Like he, he's just amazed that a human being could be like that. So and honestly, a- endearment. I'm so happy to not have to load the dishwasher. Yeah, you're like, good to go. Season two of our podcast is all about full circle moments. Mm-hmm. So we like to ask our guests, have you had any? What does that look like? What full circle moment do you feel present to right now? How would you describe a full circle moment? Like, can you give me an example? What do you think I mean? Well, I guess I feel like I keep like bringing it back to like the relaunch of the podcast, but I can't tell you like how, how exciting like this whole thing has been because it has been full circle (laughs) because I am embracing everything like younger me would have loved. And I'm really listening to her and cause she's still here. Like I'm following what adult me likes, but also like younger me is like, you go like you go girl. So with the relaunch and the refocus of my entire like life and career now being on the podcast and like having these sort of conversations, it, it that feels full circle because I'm listening to me. I'm even the conversation I had with my mom, I asked her, I was like, Hey, what do you think about the relaunch? Like, what do you think of curiosity? Like, and her first, her, her quick response, she's like, Oh, it's just so you. And it reminds me so much of younger you, even the color. She's like, it looks like your bedroom did. Like I had a purple and green bedroom and like pink and like all these different things. So she was like, it's just, it's younger you. And I was like, yeah, even I was like, I was even trying to avoid certain things because it was, it was like, so my bedroom when I was 13, 14 years old, I was like, that's like, am I like going backwards? Like, I feel like I need to like, make sure we're moving forward, not just like falling back. And I was like, was it like too much like younger me? She was like, no, like, I hope you're always that. Like, I hope when you're 50, I hope when you're like 65, that you're still going to be your 13 year old self and you're still going to love the things that you do. And it's like, those are your colors. Like these are your, this is the style you like. You've always been like a disco, like sparkly girl. Like there have been seasons where I pretended I wasn't, um, you know, we all went through an emo stage. Like most of us did, at least I did. Um, and (laughs) I have love for her too, but I think just having this the whole relaunch has been at that full circle moment for me. Um, and just learning to love the things that I've always loved and not apologizing for it and, and just embracing it just full on embracing it and letting other people in on that has been really exciting too, because I feel more seen now being my authentic self in this way than I felt when I was doing a million different things. And I was on Instagram all the time and I was, you know, making content like, whenever I felt like I was doing so many things, I, I feel like a part of that was me trying to be seen. I, I deeply want to be seen. And it's crazy how just showing up as your authentic true self, how, even if nobody else does see you, you feel seen because you're being true to true to you. So that's been my full circle moment. I love that. And I feel like in the year of the Barbie movie, right? We have, a lot of us have had similar full circle moments, you know, of just like mm-hmm. being able to reconnect to what it feels like to 
tap into Mm -hmm. a part of us that is just who we are at our core. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Barbie land and curiosity. Like they're actually very similar. Like in my mind, there's something that my sister and I call Sunnyville, which is our imaginary connected land. Like where she and I get into a conversation and I feel like we're not even speaking English anymore because we have our own language and we get lost in analogies and worlds. And like, that's Sunnyvale. It's what we grew up with. It's, we shared a room together when we were young and now creating Curio City, which is a city, which is like, I use all those sort of analogies and like, there's like a, a town hall, there are citizens of Curio City, all these different things, like creating this world. It feels very much like Barbie land where Barbie was a pilot she was a teacher she was you know all barbie had many phases of her life if you will and i feel like in curio city it is similar it is who do i want to be today like what is lighting me up today what am i inspired by today what am i curious about today and it's about stepping into that and being confident that you can be all those things and that it doesn't make you any less it actually just adds to this like beautiful mosaic of like we were saying the human experience that we all we all have like we're all going through this the human existence and we're all experiencing it differently but like barbie like we can just like choose to be whoever we want to be on any given day y'all know that shania twain song that's like she's not just a pretty face (laughs) yeah Um, we'll have to play that (laughs) but like what you were just describing is like Cause then, you know, that song goes on to name, like, you know, she's all these things. And then it's like, she's every woman in the world. And then, um, just like shout out to Shania, but then also like, so Lauren, something that we call the myself study practice is that it's a field guide to inner homing. Mm. And what I love about what you're saying, like, especially speaking to like, literally how like you and your sister have created this place. And that like you are offering a place to the world that's like of you. And that then also like part of what's being reflected in that city, in that curiosity is um, like your childhood room. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, what it really feels like to me is that what you're doing is um, like offering the world or anyone who wants to engage with you, like access to like your inner home Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's and so that is just really lovely yeah it's yeah it's been it's been a like really beautiful journey and experience for me and like realizing that I mean I think I shared something on my story yesterday it was like it was a reshare of something and talking about how you like there's this like beautiful feeling of like being seen without overexposing yourself, which I've, I have, I can tend to do. And I have done in the past, like even Ruby, the very beginning of our conversation, you said like a lot of things I've done has been public. Like a lot of these identities I've worn, it's been public. And I think I finally am finding the balance of being like, I'm inviting people into that home, that inner home Mm -hmm. where it's safe, where I'm safe and they can be safe there but I don't feel like I need to, I'm learning that balance. Oh, like, I don't need to overexpose myself. I don't need to sh- like be cut open in order for people to relate. I don't like, mm-hmm. there's an authenticity, 
but it's within the safety of this home and the home Mm -hmm. that I've created. And it's not about, yeah, I, I think just finding that balance of, of making that safe for me and understanding that I can let people in as much as I want to. And I am that person. I'm a very open book. I'm, I'll talk about anything and I'm, I'm, I am that, but there's been a learning curve of me seeing what is just for me and what's, Mm -hmm. what's something I, I can like just cherish for myself and what other parts do I want to let people in? And I think I'm, I think I'm finally seeing where that line is in different chapters of my life. Um, and that has been made that inner home so much more comfortable to share with other people. And I think walking into it, they're more comfortable too. Yeah. I love how you put that. It is a real challenge, especially in the internet era to find and access that line. And yeah, thanks for sharing what your experience with that has been like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning it. It's not like I, mm-hmm. I'm learning it every day. It's something that like when I shared it yesterday on my, I was like, oof, like, yeah, this is the lesson. This is the lesson right now. Last year, the lesson was like, I was being too, I was very, I am very empathetic, but I was like getting too caught up in everyone else's emotions and energies. And I really, and I'm still working on that. We're all working on things like that. But, and I feel like this year, like my next step is just learning to be comfortable with myself and not overexposing myself to feel seen and to find that balance. And um, I'm excited to see like where that leads me in the next year or so and to see like when and how I can get comfortable sharing my life with everyone while (laughs) just maintaining my peace. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Along with that, um, what is something that you do to take care of yourself at the moment and Along with that, what does your self-study practice look like? So I know you do a lot of conversation, right, on your podcast Mm -hmm. publicly and then talking about like keeping some for yourself. What does your Mm -hmm. personal offline self-study practice and self-care look like at the moment? Well, one of the things is really focusing since I've had this new, um, discovery of like, I'm now focused so much on one major aspect of my life and my career. It's actually allowed me to like kind of let up on other things. And that's honestly been a practice for me because I want to be like, if there's anything I want to be and be seen as like, I want to be consistent. Like consistency is key to me. Like I just like, I get, I get overly obsessed with it. And so allowing other things to like to let go to me, like just to go (laughs) along other things to like be at the, at the wayside, just resting and like being able to focus on just one thing for a second has actually been really good for me. Um, but when it comes to just like even offline, like most of the days I'm actually by myself. I have a couple days where I go in and I do work at a radio station, but I really prioritize my alone time it's something that means like everything to me. I am as much as I love conversations, like every single test I've ever taken on like personality and like, whether it's Myers-Briggs or like Enneagram, like everything. I'm literally like the highest level of an introvert that you could possibly get. Um, and so I've, I really prioritize alone time. Cause I really get 
just refueled. Um, and I allow myself to get messy. When I was a kid, I was, I was scared of messes. I was scared of making messes because of it, it upset people around me. I wasn't so much worried about them, but like, I didn't like making other people uncomfortable or upset or frustrated and marrying the person that I did. Like he has helped heal so much of that in me because like I break something back in the past, I would have, I would have an actual meltdown because just the, the mistake like of breaking something or losing something or spilling something. It used, it used to be the thing that just spun me out, honestly. Um, and he's just so nothing. It's like, it's okay. Things and stuff like doesn't matter. It doesn't bother him. It's fine. He'll just like quietly clean things up or help me or whatever it is. And I think that has been such a healing experience for me to mess up sometimes and it not be the end of the world. <laughs> um, so allowing myself just to have a lot of grace in the way that I'm messy and the way that the way that like I could just be without apology, even to myself. Um, so I let, I let the house get messy. I, I, I mess up. I post something, I spell something wrong and I don't fix it. And that's a challenge for me. Like those little things. Like I think just knowing that like, it's okay to be a little chaotic. <laughs> it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt other people. So embracing that has been um, really healing. Chaos has been a conversation of ours lately also um, of just like letting, well, and also, I mean, part of it, right. is like, who says what's chaotic or that chaotic is bad or that there's like negative right. connotation to chaos when there would be no order without chaos. And right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, it's really nice. Uh, kind of, I don't know for me, it's refreshing for you to be sharing about that because it's something that Kate and I have talked about that I feel really present for myself. Um, but then it is like a little, I like to be put together. So I don't really want to like yeah. show my chaos. And then all of a sudden, yeah, someone says something and I feel like it's reflected back to me. And there's a part of me that's like, oh no, that was like, that must be like bad or you must like mm -hmm. not like that. Mm -hmm. And thank you is what I'm really trying to say for being open and sharing about that. And um, yeah, normalize, normalizing the chaos. Yeah. I used to have really bad perf perfection anxiety. It, it didn't, it didn't affect anybody else. I did. There was no, like, I've never had any sense of like needing other people to be perfect or like situations outside myself, but like just me, like it's everything about myself. I used to have such bad perfection anxiety and it's something I, I dealt with a real, uh, like a lot when I was in college, like those are, I was 17 to 20. Like, that's just like time when like, we are all dealing <laughs> with a lot, um, and learning ourselves. But, um, I think that just, like I said, like my relationship with Adam has really helped heal a lot of that in me. And when I say like messy or chaotic, I mean like stupid stuff. Like, I mean, like literally leaving the sink messy like I mean it's it's like not crazy like it's just the ways that like remind me it's the little things that remind me that like it's okay for things to be out of order 
because what's important is like enjoying that day to day. I feel like there's so many aspects of like this part of our conversation that like can tie in so many of the other things that we've already said. Um, but, but yeah, allowing things to get messy for me to get messy and just to, uh, yeah, em- embrace it all. To be human. To be human. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day about um laundry mm-hmm. and about laundry. I feel like it's one of those things that like, um, you're never done with. And it's something that, uh, a lot of people feel so much chaos around mm-hmm. like that. If the laundry isn't done, then everything is chaos. Mm-hmm. And what the speaker was speaking to was like, Hey team, like laundry is a cycle. Dishes are a cycle. Like when you're in the middle of cooking, you make more dishes because then you're going to eat and you're going to use the dishes and you have to use dishes like throughout the day to eat. And so it makes sense that there's always dishes. Like when you're doing laundry, you're wearing clothes, which are going to need to get washed after you do the laundry. And so like the, all of these things are, and it's like, it's so interesting. And it feels like a lot of us grew up with this idea that if everything isn't done, Mm -hmm. completely done, then it's chaos or it's out of Mm -hmm. order or it's out Mm -hmm. of control. Mm -hmm. Um, And that stuff feels really overwhelming, but like if we can reframe how we think about our chaos as just being like, there are multiple bags of chips that are open. And so I'm in a cycle of eating chips, you know, like the laundry is going through its natural laundry cycle. The dishes are doing their natural laundry, their dishes cycle. And thank goodness, you know, I'm so grateful that I get to eat and have these beautiful dishes that I also love. And and get to do all of this in this beautiful kitchen. And, and so like shifting the, the chaos into, it's not like it's a done thing. Like a lot mm-hmm. of things in life are not like just a one-time done, like just thinking of things in pro progress or like in process, like just like every day, like I'm, I brush my teeth like every single day. It's not, yeah. I'm not going to be annoyed that like, I have to brush my teeth every morning, like and every night, like it's just, I just do that. It's Mm -hmm. not that like I brush it one morning and I'm like, Oh, it's why do I have to do this again? It's just like, no, it's, it's in process. Like I, I use my mouth. like (laughs) It has to be done. And the same thing. Yeah. I think that's like a really good point. Like it's not like the laundry, the dishes, the things in life. So much of it is consistently in process. Like it's, it's processing all the time. As long as you're like, you're alive and you're like utilizing those aspects of life. Like it will always be in process and something just like a tip that I've like learned about specifically laundry. Like I actually do think of it like brushing my teeth and I literally just do a load a day, even if there's not much to do, like if it's just rags or just like whatever, like towels, like I will always find something to wash almost, almost every day. And just so I put it, I usually put things in like the quick rent, like the quick cycle too. So I can like move it over almost immediately. Like it's just 15 minutes. And so I really do think of it as like brushing my teeth. It's not like, it's not like a chore. It's literally just like, I do it every day. It's in process. Mm-hmm. Just a little tip for the, like the people who are laundry is just burdening them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, an LPT. A life yeah. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little word of the wise. <laughs> okay. The last thing we like to do in our episodes is end with some may you be statements to the audience, Mm. um, as inspired by loving kindness meditation as a practice, Mm. may you be playful. May you be 
willing to embrace all of your parts. Mm. May you be curious <laughs> and may you love the process. Yeah. I was going to say, may you be in process. And so I'm <laughs> still going to say, may you be in process and like, may you be willing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Thank, yeah, you, thank you so much for being here. Will you please share where everyone can find you and your work? Yes. So you can find me, um, at Lauren Deliri. That's D E L E A R Y Lauren Deliri on all things on socials across the board. I'm the only Lauren Deliri in the world, which is a fun fact. <laughs> oh, it's why I did not change my name when I got married. Cause I'm like, ah, no, I am the only one. <laughs> I would keep it that. Um, and then my podcast is called Curio city. So it's literally the word curiosity, but with a C for like city. Wow. What a great conversation with Lauren. It was so fun to have her on the podcast and get to talk with her. I've been having so much fun with our, um, I know all of our guests. I know it's been such a joy to have the podcast format in a slightly different way. And specifically, like I mentioned with Lauren, I've known her for a long time and you with Matthias and all of the connections that we have and getting to pull them into the podcast has just been such a delight. Express yourself with confidence and compassion. The myself study practice gives you the skills and techniques to explore your feelings, identify your needs, set boundaries, and communicate clearly and compassionately so that who you want to be aligns with how you actually show up. Dig deeper and get to the root. My self study practice offers a container for inquiry. I want to start over because I should say it fully. The myself study practice offers a container for inquiry and self discovery. It's a place for you to land. When you give yourself a framework for accountability, you open yourself to the possibilities that are awaiting you. Lean in to support and care. The self-study program and one-on-one -on -one self-study coaching fosters autonomy, yes and thinking, and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. The My Self-Study Practice is truly transformational and is designed to empower you to step off the hamster wheel of who you think you should be and into the life that you actually want to be living. It helps you bridge the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Thank you so much for being here and listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Cute. <laughs>